Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! So, no change at the top last night. Celtic winning 2-1 at home to St Mirren. Rangers 5-0 at Dundee. Hearts getting a win, 1-0 against Livingston. Aberdeen were 4 up against Motherwell. It finished 4-2. And St Johnson, first win for them and a big one. 2-1 against Kilmarnock. Of course, the night before it was Hibs 2, Ross County 2. The man, I saw you on the telly both nights, Andy. Andy Walker, a couple of games this week. Yeah. Uh, good to have you back in the studio tonight, the good former to be here. Celtic and Scotland star. And in the other corner, good to see you back, Graham Doran's former Rangers, West Bromwich Albion, Norwich. How long have we got? And former Scotland star, Graham, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. From Johnson Borough to the Go Radio Football Show. We're going to talk about the big games last night. But unfortunately, yet again on the front pages, it's about what's happening with some some of the fans. Dundee this evening have blasted Rangers fans, some of them, for unacceptable actions at Dens Park last night. We all know now about the delay, 18 minutes, because of the massive pyrotechnic display. Uh, the game was stopped for, what, 18 minutes in total. So a spokesman for the SFPFL says, the extensive use of pyrotechnics at the match last night is very concerning and unwelcome. The disruption to the game is obviously extremely regrettable. They're awaiting a report from the police and the the delegate. Andy, we know there's been talk this week as well, Celtic banning some of the Green Brigade at Celtic yeah. Park. What can we say about this? There's a headline today, Flaming Idiots. Some of the, it tends to be younger supporters. What can we say about it? It would be great if we could stamp it out. It would be great and I think the clubs need to do a bit more. I mean, taking a pyrotechnic into a football ground is, is an offence and there were so many there last night. I think it's a very tall order to ask stewards to search everyone be, before they go in. But you need to do something and, um, you know, they, they can be thrown on to... We've got a number of plastic surfaces. It costs a lot of money to, to repair that. Um, I know a lot of people who've got breathing difficulties, mm. asthma, it's not good for them. That can be a health issue. We saw the, the smoke alarms going off inside the stadium. And it's never a good look when the police start taking control. So, um, I mean, it's nothing new. I've seen, I've been at Scottish, Scottish football games for a lot of years and I've seen pyrotechnics for a long time. And they talk about taking robust action I, I've rarely seen it. I, I do remember Anne Budge at Hearts who uh, banned a, or, or rather closed a section of her own ground because she didn't like uh, the things that were being thrown onto the pitch. She didn't like the offensive singing. Um, she didn't like a lot of things and, and she took action. So I would commend her for that and that club. But uh, it's up to the individuals themselves and there does seem to be... Um, you know, they're, they're, they're not listening to their, uh, the senior people at the clubs. And this is good. I'm not talking about anything to do with, with Palestine or, or Israel. If we're talking about pyrotechnics, it's an offence to take them into a ground. But nothing seems to get done about it. 
Graham, from a player's point of view, how would it affect you? You know, the delay, the game's just kicked off and then you stop. It was a delay anyway because of the weather and the roadworks. I was in Dundee last week. It's horrendous trying to get between Perth and Dundee, but that's Scotland these days. But what's the effect, you think, on players who've just started to play in a cold, wet night? Yeah, as you said there, it's, there's already a delay of, of 45 minutes before the game, so the players are getting there late. They're, they've just come out, there's two or three minutes into the game and they're, and they're back off again, so... Listen, as players, we all want fans to be passionate and we want them to be loud and, and get right behind us, but there's a line. Um, and as Andy says there, it's it's an offence to, to take these things into, into stadiums. So how do we eradicate it? I'm, I'm not so sure, but I think something has to be done about it, yeah. Yeah, there has to be, doesn't it? Maybe CCTV. Because there's so many good young fans as well. You, you know, we don't yeah. want to damn everybody. Oh, we they, want supporters yeah. of every age group. And, um, you know, I think a lot of supporters at a lot of clubs, they've got their own little section where they can be the heartbeat of the stadium, the heartbeat of the club. And at other times, they, they can be embarrassing and, and bring a bit of shame onto the club. And I, I think a bit of dialogue um, wouldn't go amiss. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I'm going to Man City at the weekend. And I know, because I've been there before, um, they'll, they'll ask me to open the boot of my car if I've got a hold all, if I've got a bag, they will, they will search it. They put a... Wow. You know, a mirror under the, yeah. the, the bottom of the car. Now, I know that English football is awash with money and at Man City you might yeah. get 55,000 there and they, they invest a lot in stewards and uh, you're searched everywhere before you go into the ground. Um, that's a costly exercise. I'm not sure what uh, Scottish clubs can do here. They can certainly do a lot, a lot more. And you mentioned it just there, Paul, about maybe investing in more CCTV yeah. because you can, you know who you're giving your tickets to, you know where they are. Yeah, listen, and I think you're right there. It costs money to, to eradicate these things. But I've seen, I've been at football games where you, you are getting searched with um, the stewards before the game, but they're, they're not thorough enough, I don't think, before you go into the games. And I think they need to find a way of, of checking people and, and making sure these things aren't coming into stadiums. And I know some of them are wearing, you know, balaclavas, they're wearing masks on their face and it's yep. hard, it's hard, but we don't want to demonise football fans because there's so many good ones and we know it. Uh, Philip Clement was asked last night after the game, it was a late, late show, wasn't it? That must be the latest game ever. He was asked about the fans and I think he said that as well, there's some good things, but obviously he doesn't want to see flares, pyrotechnics at football grounds. Yeah, that's... Uh... I really enjoy the way the fans are supporting the team now, the last two weeks. Um, we feel the energy, we feel if you come in the warm-up and so many people are here and already singing, chanting, supporting the players, it helps a lot. So keep it by that and not the, the dangerous stuff that can stop games and can stop our rhythm. So I think uh, all the fans will understand that. That was the late, late show last night, wasn't it Andy? You were at Fair Park, what a game. Six oh, it was goals. a great game. Yeah. I was really impressed with Aberdeen. I mean, as bad as Motherwell were, and uh, speaking to both managers after the game, Stuart Kettlewell didn't make any excuses. Uh, his team could hardly pass the ball and get two or three passing moves together. But Aberdeen were right up for it. I think maybe you sensed that they did have a big game at the weekend. They've got a semi-final against Hibs. There's a mm -hmm. chance to, to get to a final. And their level of performance was terrific. He also got a, a good uh, showing from... He substitutes that come on. Duke didn't play, but when he came on, he, he, he scored immediately. Ryan Duncan played really well. Uh, Aberdeen were in really good shape last night. I see after when he spoke to you and others in the media, he said, um, 
a massive crisis at this football club tongue in cheek he's probably a wee bit annoyed but he handles himself well doesn't he yeah he does um, someone I've, I've played with in my time in yeah. Scotland um, he, he handles himself the same way as he did as a player I mean I watched that interview as well and Aberdeen are, are really picking up at the minute as you say they've got a big game um, coming up at the, at the weekend as well but I watched the highlights of the game Aberdeen were fantastic um, Motherwell as you said weren't, weren't too hot but Stuart Kettlewell might find himself under a little bit of pressure now he started he started the season very well and he's, he seemed to be falling away a bit but I think it's um, the last six games he's picked up one point so they're in a, a little bit of a rut at the minute and they're falling down the league so he'll have to turn that around the, and try and get some points The one boost he did have was his two subs come on Theo Bear, Mika Beareth uh, the young lad who's on loan from Arsenal 20 years old I like the look of him I like the way he carries the ball I like the way he, he receives the ball he's got a really good goal threat I know that he had that uh, injury yeah. problem and it uh, kept him out for a while but He's back in and around the, the team and I'm sure if he started uh, games, Motherwell might look a bit more dangerous. But as Stuart Kettlewell was, was saying last night, it all stemmed from, from the way they defended and that is the basis of all their success since he's been there. Could be worse. It could be at Man United where they were thumped last yeah. night. And is but he's Ten only Hag- spent £400 yeah. Million. Exactly, yeah. I mean... It's just another world. Beggars Maybe play. talk about that later. 0808 17 17 700. Two former international players with us, Andy Walker and Graham Dorans. Now, Johnson Borough, so are you quite enjoying it? I know we asked you a few weeks ago, it must be tough in this kind of weather. Or... Yeah, I was just a bit dizzy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, had yeah. A, I had a about... I had a year I started at uh, junior football and it served me really well. I played with Bailiston. We managed to get to a cup final. I was just a young kid. I was playing, uh, you know, in amongst men. And then just towards the end of my uh, career, Paul, I had I had one more go at it with co-winning Rangers. I played one game, but uh, one was enough. Yep, I think that was... Was that the weather getting to your microphone there, Graham? We lost you for a moment or two. It was tougher. It must be. But um, look, it's never the same, is it? You want to play football as long as you can. Yeah, so I think we'll make one off there. Yeah, yeah, yeah just saying there, I've enjoyed it so far, but you see the, the weather's changing a little bit so that the pitches are getting a little bit heavier and it's it's getting a bit tougher. But no, so far it's been great. You know, I've went in and um, I got a phone call before I went in to, to go and try and help them out and um, the, the project that they've got, they're looking to, to climb through the league similar to what Kelty Hearts have done. So it was something that interested me. So... Um, I've jumped at a chance to get involved and I say sure. it's, going, it's going good so far a little bit of coaching on it for me as well so yeah, it's been good good to go up the divisions we're going to go to the Cinch Premiership top of the table Celtic after the win last night and remember they were up against third top St Mirren this was Brendan Rodgers afterwards yeah well, well a very very good result for us against a team that are very very difficult to, to play against I think it's, it's hats off to both teams I thought we started the game slowly very poor goal we gave away we just weren't aggressive enough and, and quick enough in our game and, and we, we deserve to go behind. But then our reaction to that was 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 really, really good. We we had chances until we then get a brilliant goal by, by Dave Turnbull. Then that settled us back down again. We had lots of the ball. We, we know that was going to be the case. Uh, like I said, but St Marin defended very, very well. But we kept going, kept working them and then obviously the subs coming into the game were, uh, were excellent. So... Uh, and at that stage of the game, 80-odd minutes, to show the composure, you see the goal that we scored, the number of passes, how we moved the ball, 
Um, and then we sped up the game in the final third of the pitch to get a fantastic goal and uh, see the game through. So in a, in a busy, busy period where we're playing a lot of games, I'm very, very pleased with that. Andy, it could have been different, of course. They had uh, a couple of they had a penalty which uh, came off the post. How much will that do for O to get a goal late in the game? Uh, I think it'll do everything because what you want to do as a sub is is make yourself important and uh, ask the manager, tell the manager that you can you can be relied upon. And I thought he took his goal really well, just the way he finished it. Uh, it was late in the game. Um, you know, Celtic had a lot of the ball, but St Mirren were defending really well and he's made all the difference that is a huge goal to get a few minutes before the end Celtic could have drawn another game after the weekend when they drew in Edinburgh against Hibs to draw another one it would have been really deflating for for the crowd um, and also for for the players themselves so for him to get such a special goal and make all the difference he, he he can't wait for the next game to come round. Here's the manager speaking about the goal and about him. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's kicking on. He's, he hasn't had so many opportunities. You know, we've got a, a striker in Kyogo who's uh, who's a top class striker, and because of how we play, then uh, sometimes his chances are limited. But what I love about him is that he works so hard in his game. How he looks after his diet and nutrition, and how hard he trains. He does extras. He's he's with uh, the coaches studying his game. And he's always ready. And uh, I'm really, really pleased because he had a, a massive impact in the game. I see, yeah, Cameron Carter-Vickers was rested, Graham. So we know he had injury at the start of the season, so it's maybe no surprise last night that he was given um, a night off. Yeah, he's, he's had a few injuries this season, so maybe a, a rest and um, a change in, in for, for Brendan Rodgers. But I watched some of the game yesterday as well, and um, St Mirren were good. I mean, they defended well behind the ball, as Andy said there. Celtic had all of the ball. Um, they got the, themselves in front and, and looked to have a game plan and sit in behind the ball. So they got away with one when Celtic missed the penalty, but it's a great goal from Tumble. But what I will say is it's a disappointing goal for St. Manning. Conor McMenamin goes in for the tackle and he's a little bit soft in it. Mm. And I think O'Reilly nicks it through his legs. And as they take nothing away from the finish, um, Tumble puts it in the top did, corner. But Did you think it was a penalty? Yes, it yeah. probably yep. was. Yep. Did you, Andy? No. No? No, I no. just hate penalties being given for that where Thank you're. You. Just what everything. Do? Everything is just yeah, exactly. Everything is just yeah. so natural. I think now. But you see it too would... often, Graham, and I know that uh, they're so strict on it, and yeah. we're almost forensic in our analysis of some of the penalties. And um, uh, I didn't think it was a penalty. Here's someone who I think was at the game. Is Kevin a big Celtic fan? Good evening, Kevin. How are you doing, Paul? You right? Yeah, good. Thanks, you. Hi, Kevin. I'm doing brilliant. Yeah. Hi, Andy. Hi, Graham. Hey. Hey. Um, so, uh, the game last night, it was. Uh, absolutely, absolutely brilliant last night. So it was. I thought the second half was was really good. I, I, absolutely brilliant, as in a brilliant game of football for both sides. Right, yeah. I thought St Mirren. It was refreshing to see a team set up and have a go. I, I they might have sat in a wee bit, but they're not. They're not exactly going to come and go four four two against Celtic, are they? But I thought St Mirren played really well, and it made, it made for an exciting game. Of, an exciting game of football. So. Uh, credit to St Mirren the St Mirren manager and the St Mirren players uh, and the Celtic players obviously for putting on a, a good game a good game of football but my main point was really I had two main points the first one was really about um, Yang uh, he really impressed me last night when yeah. he came on we, we, we're, we're needing a spark Paul yeah. we're, needing, we're needing a spark in that team after Jota's left and this boy he's young but he's got so much potential 
if we if we could just give him a wee run of games, you know, the home games against no disrespect the so called weird teams, get, get his confidence up a wee bit. I think we've, I think that they're a top player in there. He's so fast, air five ten yards is unbelievable. I can't remember seeing a player so quick. His feet are so quick. Um, it was brilliant, uh, but that was that was my first main point. Okay, just no, Andy, yourself, yeah. Andy, and Graham, yeah. that. That's a great yeah, thing yeah. to have, isn't it? Speed. Oh yeah, you need um, and you also need options. I mean, Celtic yeah. have got a lot of games. You heard Brendan Rodgers there talking about it. I mean, normally, if it's a big game, Ida will play. I suppose the uh, Yang would take the place of James Forrest. Maybe uh, last night, if he was playing from the start, but James Forrest has also got all of that uh, experience. He's still got a bit of speed. Uh, himself but I like Yang I think he's got quick feet I think he's got clever feet he's sharp um, and he's like everyone else he needs an opportunity and when he does I think he got around half an hour last night you need to show that you can create chances maybe get the odd uh, goal or two yourself very difficult when you're only getting 20 minutes half an hour but that's what he needs to do um, uh, along with his uh, fellow sub O Graham Dorans, uh, you've got to take your chance when you get it. He, he, he almost scored, didn't he? Yeah, I've not seen too much of yeah. him, but what I've seen last night, I think, as is, is he's mentioned there, his feet look very quick. He look comfortable with the ball. He's comfortable running with it. Um, he's got pace. So, listen, Celtic will need everybody. They'll yeah. need all the players. they need the full squad. See that it all comes on as well, and he, and he gets a great finish. I mean, he's, he's went through one and one with the goalkeeper. and but it smashed it in the top corner. So, yeah, as I said, I've not seen too much of him, but what I've seen last night, it looks like he's certainly capable of stepping in and, and filling in for a James Forrest or someone like that, yep. Good point, Kevin, with uh, Jota being uh, away now in the Middle East. What's your second point, Kevin? The second point is... Uh, it's, it's, it's with the Green Brigade, really, the second point. <coughs> the, the Green Brigade are, are brilliant with the day. They set an amazing atmosphere... The other songs, the vibe that they bring to the stadium is amazing. <clears throat> However, they need to be held accountable for their actions. If, if, they, if the club tell them not to do something and they go ahead and do it, then they should be punished just the same as all the rest of us. They shouldn't be able to... It's not their club. It's everybody's club. It's not their club. So they've cost the club hundreds of thousands of pounds in fines over the years. That money could have went to... The Kano Foundation, it could have went to youth development within the club. It could have went to so many different things, but it's going to the pockets of the SFA or SPFL because they can't behave themselves. So I, for one, want to say, well done to the club. I think there's maybe a wee bit harsh. I don't know if you can clarify. I heard it was for the season. I think that's probably a wee bit harsh. But they should certainly have spaced a ban because they need to be held accountable for their actions. I think the club are up for having discussions with them to try and see if they can. They said it was 250 of them, Andy. Yeah. It's a really difficult, thorny subject. I, I, it's a I, real know one. They, I know they do a lot of... Uh, I mentioned before, I think they can be the heartbeat of the stadium. I know that they also do a lot of really good things. They they donate to food banks. Yeah. They collect money for various uh, charities. I, I've got to say, I couldn't be less interested in anyone's politics going to a football match, whatever it may be. I just want to go and watch the football and um, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, people inside the stadium that uh, that feel the same way. And I think Celtic are a club like most other clubs, you'll get a real cross-section of supporters, young and old, they all have uh, different views. But my experience of playing for Celtic is that, I've said it many times, 
this is a group of supporters who can put a yard on your stride when they when they are all together when they're behind you and I, I really appreciated that I mean they can give you a hard time as well but you would only be getting a hard time if you if you deserved it if you weren't playing well and I think that's that's part of the ticket when you play there but um, I'm not interested in anyone's politics when I, I go to the football but I do recognise they do a lot of good stuff and they care about uh, various good causes Kevin good call thanks very much for calling in 0808 17 17 700 you want a football club and people to be together there is a theme there some of the young ones um, think sometimes that they have a right to do certain things and if it is anti-social behaviour for example yeah. I'm talking about the Rangers fans yesterday as well some of them you know at Dens Park I wish they would cut it out uh, because they bring a lot but they, there's a downside as well yeah. and we could do without that side yeah and we got yeah. a lot of offensive singing at games yeah. and you know the SFA talking about taking robust action the SPFL you never see it uh, no. because these offensive mm. songs are, 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 are heard all the time and they, they talk a lot yeah. about uh, you know taking robust action but I rarely see it yeah I think it was Dundee who mentioned sectarian singing last night I wish they would cut it out and just support the team. Well, that's a, yeah. I think it's up to each and every individual club uh, to tackle that head on. Because the relationship with the fans is so important. They can bring so much. You know, When your fans are informed, Graham, it, it can be an extra goal, isn't it? These big European nights at Ibrox or at Celtic Park. Absolutely. I mean, the Rangers fans, in my opinion, are the best fans in the world, but you're always going to get a section of them that, that don't behave, that, um, that that take things into the game that, that, that they shouldn't. Um but yeah, in terms of what Andy's going by, their politics and stuff, it's, it's there's no space in the game for it. You you pay for a ticket to go and watch a football game, not for anything else. So um, that's what you should go and do, and you should get there and you should shout at your team, and you can get angry at your players. But anything else, then park that park that before you go into the stadium and concentrate on the football. Andy, how are you reacting? He's just said best fans in the world, the Rangers fans. <laughs> well, I mean, my experience at Celtic is well, it's it's my club. I mean, um, I've got. I mean, I have got no. Uh, great friends on the Celtic board, but I would describe it uh, as my club. And uh, I have got great memories of going along there with my dad, going along. I've got a big family going along with various uh, brothers, uh, friends, and playing there was the highlight of my career. Yeah, of course. It was tongue in cheek at the end there because it's great. The blue and the green against each other, it's part of what makes yeah. this great I think city. You, you, yeah. I, I don't know about Graham, but I always felt a level of respect towards my uh, opponent. I mean, I played. Against the Rangers team that had uh, Ali McCoy, Barry's older brother uh, yeah, Derek, Derek played against yeah. him uh, a few times. Still see him at games on the the odd occasion. Uh, Richard Goff, Terry Butcher, mm. and uh, guys that if you happen to bump into when you were out, you would you would sit down with them and have a beer. We always hear that in this show when when you guys get together have played for both sides. There's there's a respect, and that's what the fans don't see sometimes. Yeah, there has to be a respect. Um, you know, I mean, once you cross the white line, it's a different story. Everybody's fighting for the same thing when you're out there. But um, when the final whistle goes and you're back in the change room or you're away in international duty, there's got to be that respect. Um, you've got to have that for fellow professionals, and I think most people do do have that. To be honest. You can call Andy Walker, Graham Dorans, 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Thursday night, Paul Cooney with Andy Walker and Graham Dorans, who is with us tomorrow night. Peter Grant will be here along oh, with geez. Barry Ferguson Downhill. and Rob McLean <laughs> tomorrow. So, um... <laughs> 
bench tomorrow night. Looking forward to uh, listening to the programme. Should be great as we head towards the weekend because it's League Cup, via Play Cup weekend. Hibs against Aberdeen. It's a funny time, isn't it? After five on Saturday evening and then on Sunday, it's Hearts against Rangers. It's always Hearts against Rangers at the moment, isn't it? Three o'clock on Sunday. So we talked Celtic. We will talk a bit more. We'll hear more from Brendan Rodgers. And he did clarify that Cameron Carter-Vickers was rested last night. At Rangers then, strange game, wasn't it? In that the 45-minute delay, that must be tough when you're going to the match and you're stuck on the road, but it didn't seem to affect Rangers. And a few things, a few highlights last night, including Sam Lammers getting a goal, and it was quite a goal. Let's hear from the manager afterwards. He was asked, was he affected by the delay? Uh, I was concerned because I don't know the team well enough mentally. Uh, I spoke in the dressing room about that. Whatever happens, it, it cannot stop us. Uh, we need to be focused in all the circumstances. And that these weeks are for me also observation period. It's a test also to see how people react individually, how the team reacts as a, as a team and what I expect. And they did a really great job uh, in that way because they started bright directly although we, we were so long in the bus and also after the, the second delay when we had to go in, we started bright again. Those are things to, we need to take for the future to, to have this focus, this hunger, this grinta, this concentration, this fire every second we're on the pitch. Graham, you watched the game last night. What did you make of it? Yeah, I've, I was concerned as well when I, when I heard there was a 45-minute delay and then they, they go out for a couple of minutes and they're back in. So yeah. on a cold, wet, windy night in Dundee. But... Um, they came out, started very well, got an early goal. Um, really, really comfortable after that. I thought a um, couple of good goals, and as, as you mentioned, there it's great to see Lammers and Dessers get on the score sheet. I mean, they're probably both players are having a little bit of a tough time at the minute. I was at the game last weekend, and there was a lot of grumbles and stuff when they were coming off the pitch. So great for them boys to to go and get on the score sheet. But in terms of range, I thought they were very, very comfortable in the game. As I said, they got the early goal and. Um, they didn't have a look back after that What are you thinking about Danilo wearing the mask and scoring again last night? He, he was very good I thought his performance was very good um, held the ball up well he's got a bit of pace he looks very comfortable in the ball technique was good the only one thing I would say missing from his game is that he could have probably had five or six goals last night um, a few chances where he's one and one or in the six six yard box that he should have scored with but he never but he managed to get on the score sheet so hopefully that will build his confidence as well Here's a Rangers fan on the line, Sean. Sean, good evening. All right, guys. I never got to see yep. the game yesterday because we naturally the dog decided to be nowhere else. Oh, so, dear. Uh, I know, it's all right, mate. He's, yep. he's, he's still alive and still here. Uh, but what has I got to say? 5 um, 0, and um, you were saying about Lammers. Is it Lammers? Yeah, Lammers. Yeah, Sam Lammers. I, to be, I don't really rate him as a player. So to get a goal, hopefully that will give his confidence good because. He, he isn't a gold machine kind of player, so I hope it gives it a boost. But 5 0, going into Sunday's um, yeah, semi final game, I think, I think, see, to be honest, eh, Paul, I mm-hmm. think Rangers needed to actually get a big one because mm-hmm. I know I think Hearts will give Rangers a hard game Sunday, and I would have been a wee bit nervous going into Sunday, but now I'm, I'm a wee bit more confident. Andy, a few things there. What about Sam Lammers? Well, uh, just the fact that uh, he's got a goal and he's one of those players that you just expected a lot more of uh, up until now. Uh, I thought it was a really impressive performance. Dundee have have uh, settled into the top flight. Uh, I think the result that St Johnston had has just brought everyone 
you know, Livingston and Ross County and Dundee and Motherwell a lot tighter at the bottom of the table. But for Rangers to go there and win so comfortably and get such a spread of goals, that that's the impressive thing that I think Philip Clement would have, have taken great delight in. Here's what the manager said, Philip Clement, about Sam Lammers. Yeah, he's somebody with uh, really good technical qualities. He's also somebody with height. He's, he's, he's a tall guy, so Scottish football, you need also enough uh, tall people for the set pieces, for the, uh, the opponents who are really waiting for that, for transitions and set pieces. So we need to keep a balance in our squad also in that way, um, that we don't have too many smaller players and that we come in trouble because of that. And it's somebody yeah, with, with good technical qualities who can score goals. But he needs to believe more in himself. We're working on that. We're working with him like, like that. And I think this goal will, uh, will give him a lot of confidence because it was a top quality goal. Graham, what about Ryan Jack last night? Got the first goal. Good performance. Yeah, he was very good as well. I thought him and Lindstrom controlled the game. They set the tone for Rangers. Um, just sitting in front of the back four, allowing Tavernier and, and Ridvan on the other side to get forward. But yeah, just touching on, the, on on what the manager's saying there, I think that will give Lammers confidence. You know, I've, I've, I've watched him and... Yeah, he's not he's not been great so far, but you can tell that he's got he's got decent feet, he's got technique, he's, he gets into good areas. But his problem is at the minute that his final pass and his final delivery isn't isn't quite coming off. So hopefully that goal will give him confidence. Is there a danger that Hearts will feel at the weekend they were so close to winning against Rangers that you know does it work that way that they're even more determined to win in the cup this weekend? Yeah, I think they will be. Um, you see, that it would have gave them a, a huge boost if they have held on last weekend, but Rangers managed to turn that around. Um, Hearts were very good in the game. They had a game plan. They came to frustrate Rangers. Um, they got the, their early goal. They sat in behind the ball, but Rangers were patient. Um, I think probably when if the last manager was still here, I'm not so sure they would have came through and got them points, but there just seems to be a little bit more togetherness and a little bit more grit involved now. And I think that comes from the manager and that's rubbing off on the players because I've watched him on the touchline at the weekend and he is very animated and he seems like very, very passionate and I think that looks like it's rubbing off on the players. I think Hearts of getting some players who are looking in top form. Lauren Shankland, I think Liam Boyce coming back into the team has given them a bit of a lift. I've always liked uh, the, the young lad Lowry. He obviously can't play at the weekend, so that enforces a bit of a change. But Beningame being back, uh, Cami Devlin, Alan Forrest has uh, got a bit about him. So it should be a right good game. And, uh, you know, Hearts will feel hard done by in the manner by the manner in which they lost at uh, Ibrox a couple of weeks ago. Sean, are you going to be on the way to Hamden for a final? What's your score on Sunday? I'm actually going to need to watch it in the house, but I'm going to see you, Boris. I think Hearts are a good team. So yeah. I think Hearts' is bench, I think they're a bit like Rangers. Um, I don't think Rangers' bench is that great and I don't think Hearts' bench is that great, but I think it's got to be a hard game. I think it could go all the way to extra time. I still believe Rangers will uh, come out winners, but yeah. I think it's got to be a, a wee bit of a nervous game. But I'm okay. a wee bit... See, see Boris, and, uh, see if Michael Bell was still the manager, uh, and I'll say that to the three of you, if Michael Bell was the manager, Rangers would... Not winning uh, Sunday. Okay, thanks for your call, Sean. Let's move on to Stephen Reside. Stephen, good evening. All right, guys, how are we doing? Hi, yeah, Stephen. we're Hi. fine, thanks. But obviously, Motherwell last night, four down at one point. I know it finished 4-2. I saw you in social media saying, well, will you tell everyone what you said? Was that one of the worst performances you'd seen? What well, one of the worst 45 minutes Yeah. Um, in the first half. Uh, we were devoid of any creativity. I think we looked which is 
not being symptomatic at Kettle Wells, teams were really, really shaky at the back last night. I just think on Saturday, we've got, we've got two massive games coming up now against Kilmarnock and, and St. Johnson. We just need to get back to basics and making sure we defend first. Because it's the manner of the goals we're losing now. Liam Kelly has been a great goalkeeper for Motherwell. Right, but I look at some of the goals last night. I think that he's got one weakness in the game and it's commanding his area, coming for crosses. I just think he's really slow at getting off his line sometimes and that was um, symptomatic. Maybe the first goal comes right across the six-yard box. Okay, you could argue the centre-half thing to deal with that. Yeah. The third goal, he's slow in reacting to the loose ball. And then the fourth goal, he tries to come out for a corner and completely misses it as well. Yeah. It's just... The goals that we're losing are so, so poor. Um, you're you're actually then, yeah. echoing what Stuart Kettlewell said last night, Stephen. I spoke to him after the game. and he, I mean, he was really angry. He was really angry with his team. And uh, I, I'm a bit like you, Stephen. I expected a lot more uh, from Motherwell. But I think you might be able to take a bit of heart from the fact that... I mean, when you take your main centre-half off at half-time, Bevis Mugabe mm-hmm. was uh, taking off Callum Butcher. Come on. But I liked uh, Theo Bear when he came on, got a decent goal. And I also liked the the, the lone player from, from Arsenal, Mika Beareth. He looks as though he's got something. So um, maybe they, those two will be on the side at the weekend. I don't know. He's, he's fantastic. It's just about getting him fit. I mean, I don't even think he... I think they had to bring him on earlier because of the scoreline. I think the, the, the plan would have been to give him half an hour last night, but because they found themselves 2-0 down, he comes on for the full second half and he hobbled off a wee bit at the end. I'm hoping that's just a wee bit of cramp. But you look at his stats, I mean, he played 94 minutes of football and he's got three goals and two assists. Yeah. He's, yep. he's, going to be, he's going to be a real player for us. Graham, you're not going to win games if you cannot defend. We need to sure. get back to what we've associated this Stuart Kettlewell team with, and that's been organised and been solid. And he said in his interview last night, these players can do it. They can because we went on a fantastic run. Um, and I see some fans online saying Kettlewell's now under pressure. I don't think we're quite at that point yet try to take the games in isolation the games against St Midden and the Old Firm if Mika Bader plays them we go on beating in those three against Livingston we go down to 10 men and then against County Stuart Kettlewell makes subs that that, that get his points so he has to take credit for that I think the only only back mark you can really put against him was last night because I just think that playing Connor Wilkinson up front who isn't the most mobile is a one Yeah, but you, you mentioned yeah, it earlier, Stephen. It's the fact they've had uh, two home games and they've lost seven goals. Yeah. I mean, you're never, you're in, in the space of what, four days, you're never going to um, get any success with that. But I wanted mm-hmm. to ask Graham what he thought about mm-hmm. Lennon Miller because uh, he was quiet last night, Graham, but I've seen him so often this season and uh, what a talent he is for 17, eh? Definitely. I mean, you just say that he's only 17 years old, and I think he missed the game. Was it last yeah. week for his suspension? And yep. they were crying out how they needed him back immediately. I mean, he's he's got so much ability in there, and he's got a great future ahead of him. Um, but I will say about Motherwell, they've, they've had a tough run of games. I mean, they've, they've played Rangers and Celtic um, in these run of games that, that they've lost, and then they've got obviously the home game to Aberdeen. But 
as the caller said there and Andy's mentioned they need to base it on getting a good back foot a good solid line at the back even, even that third goal yesterday I think Mayofsky peels out to the right hand yeah. side he picks the ball up he's running basically through and goal from the halfway line or win v1 and, and, and they lose a goal for it so it's not just on Liam Kelly it's a it's a whole unit of the back five or whatever it is um, they need to get right because as you say they're conceding too many goals with seven goals in the last two home games Stephen but it sounds as though you feel the manager will turn this round starting this weekend well, we have to turn it round starting this weekend. Um, but more importantly, I think I think the game against St Johnson because listen, yeah. Rugby Park it's it's a tough place to go. So so we're not going to get anything for mm-hmm. free. Sure. We're not going to we're not going to just turn up there and, and be guaranteed to get three points. But we need to start doing the free stuff, cleaning the lines, putting bodies in front of the ball, and we bit of energy in the team. It's something that we had right at the start of the season. Um, but I just thought we looked a wee bit zapped last night. Um, uh, I don't know whether that's yeah. a confidence issue or. And look at you look at St Johnson last night, Stephen. The difference that they had. So they're only three points behind Livy and Ross County. They're only four behind you now and Dundee and Hibs. It's so tight. It is so tight, but it's at a point of the season where if you get a couple of results. Um, the table can look completely different and this this is a time that exposes football fans for how fickle they are because if we get six points at the next two games everything will be rosy again so I'm not quite panicking just yet but Good. you could you could be getting a different phone call this time that's the game Stephen stay positive <laughs> come on the well aye but, <laughs> aye, but if, I've not, if I've not picked up anything for the next two games yeah. you might be getting a different phone call next week tell me this Stephen did <laughs> Did, what did you think of the refereeing performance last night? Shocking. Who was Absolutely the ref? Terrible. Um, yeah. do you, do Colin Stephen. Okay, yeah. Yes, uh, he was... Uh, well, again, having spoken to both managers after the game, I think they were in agreement that he was um, inconsistent, shall was we say, yeah. but the, the amount of... Uh, looks of disbelief at some of his uh, decision-making. Mm. I, I mean, I think the one, one of the things that... Um, just annoyed both managers actually, and this has got nothing to do with Colin Stephen. There was a everyone was out for the start of the second yeah, what half. Happened? A technical we were ready, issue. We were ready to kick off. Everyone was in their position, and then the referee made a gesture that he had a problem with his communications to VAR. There was nothing wrong with VAR, but it was his communication, and he took the the players off for ten minutes, uh, best part of ten minutes, and much to the frustration of both managers because the players were ready, and then they had to. Settle down again. And the fans as well. It's a school night. Thanks, Stephen. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Thanks for making the switch more and more people tuning into the show and getting us on the podcast wherever you get your downloads. Marvelous. Yep, Andy, a lot of people tuning in more and more. Marvelous. Yep, they're listening. You're not barred here. <laughs> Quite a few calls coming in about football fans just saying, look, let's enjoy the games because there's great attendances this season, Andy. And when you look at it, you know, yeah. Celtic Park often 60,000, 52,000 yeah. at Rangers. Hibs, Hearts, I was at Hibs Aberdeen. the other night. There yeah. was about 14,000. good, isn't it? For a Hearts Tuesday are getting night. sometimes yeah. 17, 18. Yeah. And Fair Park last night, maybe just short of 5,000. Um, and I think there was almost almost a thousand Aberdeen fans there which is a bit, a bit of a trick for them it is a big club with quite a few people I see some 
idiots, idiots on social media giving Del Ferrier for the own goal as some stick, some yeah, racial come abuse. Yeah, you come on yeah. as a sub. Oh, it's just, I mean, yeah. I don't know. The social media is obviously a, a terrible problem and hopefully the, they can identify that individual. But yeah, it was just one of those things. I actually thought it was more of a, a mistake from the goalkeeper, uh, Wallacott, who yeah. you know, had taken yeah. David Marshall's place. He, he seemed to misjudge the flight of the ball and it just hit. They'll ferry and, and they trickled into the net. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Hibs have got a bit of work to do to convince their fans that they can win at the weekend in the big semi-final. Celtic had the win last night in the league. 2-1 against St Mirren. Saints scoring really early as well, the header from Conor McMenamin. Afterwards, Brendan Rodgers spoke about how patience is important. Yeah, it can be because you can... You can panic, and we've shown that a number of times this season where you just got to keep that calmness and, and keep that control. And it's never easy because, you know, you, you, you want to get the three points. But, uh, but no, I thought the players, their, their spirit, and like I said, in the moments of quality, we could have, you know, we miss, we miss a penalty. We have a chance with Kyogo as well to make the game more comfortable. But, um, but in the end, against a, a really good side that are very, very well coached with Stephen. He's, he's done a great job there. Uh, made it really difficult for us but our players found that quality and found that mentality to, to win the game and uh, I'm, I'm so happy for them And he clarified the omission of Cameron Carter-Vickers Yeah, yeah they, they, it was planned for him obviously coming back from a, from a knee injury and, and fitness uh, he's played a, a host of games and, and we're in the midst of a, a lot of games we're playing so, um, so we have to... Um, take one or two of the players out at times. Obviously, uh, him coming out, Nat Phillips goes in and plays and uh, he'll be OK for the weekend. It's difficult to change at the back though, isn't it? You're like a settled defence, but I think that made sense. What about the um, the patience? Did you What did you think of the highlights? You saw, I think, last night, you watched the Rangers game live. What do you feel, Graham, on Celtic? I mean, they played so well last Wednesday, especially the first half in Europe. Yeah, I agree with what the manager's saying there. I mean, St Mirren are a good organised side. The manager's uh, got them drilled in how he wants to play. But when you're playing these types of games where like St Mirren got ahead in the game, they're, they're going to try and spoil the game. They're going to try and get behind the ball. So when you're at Celtic and Rangers, you need to find a way to break these teams down. Um, and that's by being patient, moving the ball quickly, getting it side to side, getting crosses in the box. Celtic done that. And as I said, they managed, to, they managed to break them down and they managed to get the late goal and win it. It was a similar sort of game to the, the Rangers-Hearts game last weekend where yeah. they had all the ball. Um, Hearts got the early goals, St Mun got the goal as well and, and both teams sat in behind it. But as I said, when you're at Rangers and Celtic, you have to rely on your creative players to go and break them teams down. And credit, you gave it earlier on to St Mirren, third top of the table. Andy, can, can they stay top six? I know they could. Do you think they will? Yeah, I think they can. I think they've got the ability. I think they've got the players there that know what they're doing. I really like... Um, Olusanya up front I think he's got a good bit of pace I like Greg Kilty Tanzer has a, a a good bit of knowledge about him Gogic has given them a bit of strength at, at the back and um, they've got a decent goal scoring threat so St Mirren having started so well I mean 18 points already it's a, it's a tremendous achievement It sure is Stephen Robinson really highly rated looking at St Johnson so they're the team without a manager at the moment don't know who's going to get it Scott Brown was mentioned there have been a few names around Andy today Sam Courts has been mentioned the former Dundee United manager he went to the continent what, about a year and a half ago could he be the candidate for Perth? Yeah I think he could I mean having spoken to some people connected to St Johnson in the last couple of days 
there's really not a lot to work with there just in terms of finance in terms yeah. of money you can look at the the squad and be comfortable with, with some of the players some of the options that were there last night and you saw how well they played and saw that game out in difficult circumstances after having gone down to, to 10 yeah. men but to get such a quick start is great for any team and um, it's going to be a tall order to keep them in the division but you know they were so cut off and it just shows you one win last night yeah. and they're only three points three and four points behind another you know four or five clubs half the league almost yeah, it's amazing do you see Callum Davidson coming back? Um, spoke to Callum the other night at Easter Road he was he was at that game and uh, I do see him come back maybe not in yeah. maybe not in Scotland I can remember when he was doing ever so well at St Johnson he was winning he was winning trophies yeah. and I always thought he might have um, I don't know whether he was approached but I always thought Preston yeah. might have come in for him because he had such a a good spell there he's still talked about there I've covered Preston a couple of times this season so but you don't um, expect him to go back to McDermott no no I don't no, think he would go back there I think he would like to try his mm. luck elsewhere yeah Graham, who do you I, think? I, I agree I, I yeah. don't think he'll go back I mean I think he took the club as far as he could with, with winning a couple of cups there and I think he'll be probably eager to have a shot of it down south um, in terms of Tam Coach yeah he's, he's a he's a very good coach I mean I, I spoke to Lee Wallace when I was at Rangers and he was doing a bit of coaching in Kelty Hearts and he always raved about how good he was mm -hmm. before he went to he did the United and then obviously he's, he's been away in Hungary coaching after that but um, I've seen Craig Levine linked as well this morning I'm not too sure if that would be a, a go of that one but um, delighted to see Alec Clelling go on and take the game yesterday and get a win yeah. um, somebody I've got massive respect for and it's great to see them getting a win and getting back in touch because if they didn't win yesterday then they were they were a little of bit course, adrift yeah. a double for Nicky Clark as well still banging yeah. it in there for them He's and it was uh, Fazell who got the the captain pulled one back there and as you said Andy they were down for 15 minutes 20 yeah. minutes when you add on yeah. after Costello I, I, was I must say off. I'm really disappointed yeah. for Liam Craig I thought he was almost Mr yeah. St Johnston mm. he's been there for, for so long I know he had a brief period at uh, Hibs but I know how much time he has spent in that community I know how many how many jobs he has at, uh, or, or rather, how many jobs he had at that club? And I'm just really disappointed that he too was uh, in the firing line when Stephen McLean uh, got the bullet. So here's hoping Liam can get uh, back involved elsewhere. For sure. Big win for Hearts. We'll talk about that soon. Graham, as we come up towards the news, since we last saw you, of course, the changing of the guard at Rangers is Philip Clement. What do you feel about his first two and a half weeks in charge? Yeah, I think it's been positive. As, as I touched on a little bit there, I think there's a there's a little bit of grittiness and a little bit of togetherness and, and uh, more of a team since he's came in. I mean, the, the, his character at the side, he's, he's very animated and he seems very passionate and I think that's rubbing off on the players. Um, it'll take him a little bit of time to get the team playing exactly how he wants. Um, I thought the the game last Sunday against Hearts was a, a good opportunity for, to, for him to see what he needs to work on. Um, but... On the other the other side of the coin, great for him to see the the determination and the fight that that these players can show. And what did you see when you saw them live? You thought there's some areas that he needs to change. Yeah, look, he's come in. He's he's got a, he's inherited a squad that's not his. Um, I think he'd probably be looking at getting some wingers in when he can when the transfer window opens if he's got some money to spend and um, some people to bring in. I think Scott Wright's came back into the fold who almost left the club under the last mm -hmm. manager but he's done he's done okay he's done well he done he done um, good again last night he's, he takes the ball and he runs at people 
Um, so I think probably that's an area he'll be looking at when he when he can get people. He, in. he strikes me he's been really calm and measured. Doesn't say anything daft, but he, he's also in in all of his statements. One of the things he said is, "I'm not a magician," so he, he knows that there's a, a bit of work to do and. They have narrowed the gap uh, slightly over Celtic, but I would still maintain Celtic have a, a stronger squad and will get better. If you want to join the conversation, it's at Go Football Show, or you could give us a call. Come on in the next hour. 0808 17 17 700. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote, and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Our two Graham Dorans is joining Andy Walker tonight and me, Paul Cooney. And we're going to take some calls as well in the next hour, but a lot to get through because it's going to be Cup semi-final, League Cup semi-final weekend. Hearts, Rangers, Rangers Hearts on Sunday. Saturday, Aberdeen against Hibs. League Cup... Did you enjoy some success there, Graham? I mean, I know a lot of your career was down in England. Um, here in Scotland? No, not really. Oh. Um, we, we lost in Motherwell in the semi-final, so yep. um, not the greatest of cups for me. I should have asked you during the news. That was not <laughs> intended. Uh, Andy, yep, League no, Cup. No, no, no oh, for gosh. me. We uh, played yep. in that final against Wraith Rovers yep. where uh, we get beat. Uh, no, Scottish Cup, uh, I won. That's getting yep. better memories. Of course. 88. 88. Yep. Frank got a double. Happy days. Frank McAvenny, of course, who was in fire at that point. Yeah, he was some player. Graham, do you remember them as younger, when you were a younger <laughs> fan? Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit before my time, but yeah. definitely watched videos <laughs> of them players when, um, when I was growing up, probably yeah. when they when he finished playing. But yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a decent player, yeah. A decent player, Frank, oh, wouldn't like that, would he? <laughs> <laughs> he's man decent. Where did you grow up, Graham? Uh, Balanok. Balanok, of course. You, we we, up, yeah. we asked so. the last time, yeah. Yeah, played teams out there. We used to, Craig's used to pump them regularly. <laughs> get, get into them, Greg. <laughs> Don't take that. 0808 08, 17 17 700. A few people are asking what's going to happen at Man United, and some of them are asking is Ange Postacoglu doing top of the table, doing great things at Tottenham? Could it be that he will be the one that they turn to if or when? You know, I don't want to say Ten Hag is there. It would need to be a, a summer move. I mean, you need yeah. to see... I, I'm sure Ange Postecoglou is absolutely committed and focused on Spurs for this season. But no surprise that people are looking at him. He's only come into the door and uh, no one is mentioning Harry Kane. He's got a good spread of goals. He's put Son through the middle. They're creating chances. They are great to watch. And um, it's a remarkable story. It would be even more remarkable if he was still in that position with what, six, ten yeah. games to go? Is the squad strong enough? I guess that's the question, isn't Yeah, it? I, I yeah. think you immediately say not, but uh, if they all stay fit and they all keep winning games, then um, then who knows? I mean, it was always Alec Ferguson that said oh, there's no real title race till you get to, what, February, yeah, February. March, and then every game becomes so important. But what a start he's made to his yeah. first career. And look at Man United, you're seeing the, the transfer spent. Everyone knows over a billion at Chelsea, and that's just been mad. But is that 500-odd million at uh, Man United, even more than Man City? 
yeah, he spent a lot of money, so you're expecting a bit more for him. But um, yeah, he's under a little bit of pressure. But I'm not sure who who would come in and take the job. You, you mentioned uh, Postecoglou there, but I don't think he would take the job. I think what he's doing um, at Spurs at the minute, he's really enjoying it. He's went down there, he's got them flying. Why why can't they stay up there? You know, I mean, we we said the same thing with Leicester a couple of years ago, and and they're a, they're a much better team than Leicester. What, so what about Zidane? Would you go for him? Yeah, possibly. He did it all at Real Madrid, serial yeah. winner. Does he take it though? I'm not sure this if they would it. even want it to be Man United at the yeah. minute. I'm not sure if the big names well, we, are. We wondered whether Ange Postecoglou would take Spurs because mm. you know there was such a problem, perceived problem, working with Daniel Levy. They'd apparently approached other managers who didn't want it, and then they go to uh, Ange Postecoglou and and look at the success he's made of it. Could A be going there? The A being Ancelotti. Maybe. Ancelotti, there you go, another yeah, serial winner. Of course, it could be. I said the same as you did, Graham, last night to Barry Ferguson. Why would you, why would you go? He said, well, why wouldn't you go? It's Manchester United. Of it course, it's, it's a huge club. I mean, it's an institution. Of course, anybody would want to go and manage them, but just the position they're in at the minute, um, it's not really an attractive attractive position to go into. Um, but in terms of the size of the club and, and what they are, then... Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if anybody goes, of course, but it's just what you're getting from them at the minute. Um, I'm not sure that the big names will be lining up for it. And Unai Emery, I mentioned to Stephen McGinn last night, his brother John is thriving under the, the Spaniard. Emery's just over a year at Villa. What a job he's and doing. Again, immediate impact, a bit yep. like Ange Postecoglou, uh, De Serbe at uh, Brighton. Fabulous stuff that he's doing there, the football that they play. Um but you've seen that movie before where, you know, Graham Potter was doing brilliant things at Brighton, went to Chelsea, really didn't work out for him when he was working with uh, superstar players all over the pitch. But um, it'll be interesting to see if Ten Hag lasts the pace and how much patience Man United will have him. Yeah. They're, they're already previewing Tottenham against Chelsea on Monday night. There he is, the, the two managers there, Poch, of course, who was there, and uh, Ange, both looking pretty smart there. Yeah, looking okay there, yeah. Chelsea have maybe just hit a little bit of form um, after a poor start, so that'll be a good game on Monday. What about Rangers? How are they doing? What do you think? A number of Rangers fans coming on, asking Graham Dorns, what do you reckon? Big win last night, will that be significant? And the manager was after afterwards, you know, how does he feel it's going and what about his focus with his team? I'm not looking at forward players, midfielders, defenders. Uh, for me, it's not important who's scoring the goals. I want a lot of uh, uh, changing of positions, a lot of players who, who run together. And sometimes it's the forward who gets the best chances, sometimes it's a midfielder, sometimes it's a winger, sometimes it's a fullback. And today also in the first goal, our central defender was really important in the attack. So we attack together and we defend together. So I'm not focused on strikers only about how many goals they scored. They need to do the job for the team to create spaces for other players. And they need to do also the defensive job. And then the chances will come to score goals. All the players are stepping into that story, doing those things. And we start to see the football I want to see. Graham, what do you make of that? It doesn't care where it comes from. Yeah, you see last night there's, there's five different goal scorers. Mm. Um, he spoke previously about uh, being positive and playing with fluidity and, and you can see that. Um, as I said there, that the goals are coming from from all over the pitch. So, yeah, it was it was important, I think, though, for, for Danilo to get on the score sheet as well. I mean, he'll do his confidence the world of good. He got his goal, I think it was against St. Johnson before he got injured and spent a little bit of time out but it's good to see your your forwards always getting goals but as he mentions in the interviews that these other creative players have to chip in with goals and, and they're doing that at the minute Andy did it ever bother you if you were managing 
does it matter where it comes from? And I'm thinking about you as a striker. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I, I'll be interested to see. Um, I know he's still very early in his days here, but I just wonder where uh, he would like to strengthen. In the, the, mm. Apparently, there's a bit of money to, to strengthen in the summer. I know that. In January. Ranger, uh, sorry, in, yeah. in January. I know that Rangers strengthened in the in the summer there, gave Michael Beale a, a fair bit of cash. And um, I think most Rangers fans are still waiting for a lot of players to step up. I think last night was a an indication of uh, how good they, they can be. But they haven't shown that uh, too often. And I just wonder what his focus will be in January if he was to add a bit of depth, a bit of uh, strength to the side. What would you be looking at, Andy? Obviously, the keeper's doing really well. Yeah, there'd be no dispute there. No dispute there. Maybe another... Well, I don't know whether he thinks he's got enough creative mm -hmm. players. I mean, we, we've spoken so often in this programme about um, Michael Beale bringing in too many forward players, almost being top-heavy mm -hmm. in that position. Does he want a midfield player? Does he want another central defender? I mean, Balogun did so well with the goal, uh, the first goal last night, to, to break forward, so... I think he'll try and work with him, try and improve him. And it, even the interesting thing, Graham, about him talking about, I can't believe the amount of injuries here. And the, the, so many clubs you go to now, you talk about you talk about injury prevention rather than, uh, you know, a cure. And he, he's obviously a bit concerned about uh, too many muscle injuries, it seems. Yeah, he's, I've seen him speak about the, the cryo chamber and how everybody's buying into that, but... Listen, it's just about individual players taking care of themselves. So we done the cryo chamber with when Pedro Cucino was there, and, and that didn't work out. You're allowed well, to so. say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you spoke there about uh, players that Michael Wheel brought in and and they're top heavy. But I think too many of the players that they brought in are similar. They need wide players. They need people that can can go at people. As I said, as I mentioned a bit a bit earlier, the Scott Wrights came back into the team. He's direct. He likes to take people on. I think I would like to see more more of them sort of players brought into the squad. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the manager thinks once uh, the window opens in January. Andy Bryan, a uh, Celtic fan, has been on from Dulliter saying, um, is it my imagination, but are Celtic looking a bit down? After last Wednesday, they were brilliant then. Uh, the last two results could have been better in the performance. And are Rangers on the up with Philippe Clement now in the dugout? So that's a Celtic fan. Um, well, I think uh, if you look at Celtic, they dominated possession against Hibs, couldn't score. It was the same last night and they got a goal. Um, late on through a substitute and that's what you would expect because Celtic have got a, I think a depth to their squad I think they've got players who can make a difference but I, I would agree with uh, his assessment that Celtic aren't firing on all cylinders um, I thought they played really well last week in the European tie at home to Atletico Madrid the first 45 was as as good as Celtic could play against uh, you know a top ranked side and um that's that's the level that you strive for, but I think there's a lot more to come from Celtic. They can certainly improve. Graham, do you feel Celtic will improve? You know yeah. they can improve. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't think they're hitting the heights that um, the manager will be wanting to. Um, I think last season probably under Ange they they, they go on and win the last couple. I know they win um, yesterday, but you talk about the Hibs game. I think they they probably come through that and they win previously. Um, so yeah, the new managers come in at Rangers and I, and I feel like they're on the up. They're only going to get better. So I think Celtic will have to match that and I think Celtic will have to get better as well. Here's the manager speaking, Brendan Rodgers, after the win last night. And he explained about Cameron Carter-Vickers and why he wasn't in. Yeah, yeah, it was planned for him. Obviously coming back from a, from a knee injury and, and fitness, uh, he's played a, a host of games and 
and we're in the midst of a, a lot of games we're playing. So um, so we have to um, take one or two of the players out at times. Obviously, uh, him coming out, Nat Phillips goes in and plays and uh, he'll be OK for the weekend. And overall, his impression of the 2-1 win over St Mirren? Yeah, well, a very, very good result for us against a team that are very, very difficult to, to play against. I think it's, it's hats off to both teams. I thought we started the game slowly. Very poor goal we gave away. We just weren't aggressive enough and, and quick enough in our game and, and we, we deserve to go behind. But then our reaction to that was 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 really, really good. We we had chances until we then get a brilliant goal by, by Dave Turnbull. Then that settled us back down again. We had lots of the ball. We, we know that was going to be the case. Uh, like I said, but St Marin defended very, very well. But we kept going, kept working them and then obviously the subs coming into the game were, uh, were excellent. So... Uh, and at that stage of the game, 80-odd minutes, to show the composure, you see the goal that we scored, the number of passes, how we moved the ball, um, and then we sped up the game in the final third of the pitch to get a fantastic goal and uh, see the game through. So in a, in a busy, busy period where we're playing a lot of games, I'm very, very pleased with that. He's pleased overall, Andy. Uh, what about uh, David Turnbull? Started the season for him, then drifted out, back in. Gets a goal last I, night. I like him. I think yeah. he's a good goal-scoring threat from midfield. I think if any team wants to have a bit of success, you need that. Celtic uh, have uh, Matt O'Reilly there. They've got Callum McGregor, who are you know, creative. Arguably, Matt O'Reilly's been the player of the season so far, but Turnbull can come in and score goals. I mean, the one he scored last night from outside the box, it's not often yeah. you see a Celtic player having a shot from outside uh, the box. So I think it's something that he can bring to the team and uh, he's got a great delivery from set pieces. I think he's in the last year of his contract so I'm just wondering you know, whether Celtic are speaking to him about uh, an extension. They've certainly done that with a number of players recently. Yeah, The manager has said he wants to reduce his too, too big a squad, what he's got 34 or whatever players, once around 25. Graham, do you think for David Turnbull, what do you think of him and do you think he will be here the, next year? Yeah, he's, he's a very good player. I mean, technically, he's very good. He's a great striker of the ball, as Andy mentioned. He's got good technique. He um, enjoys a shot from, from outside the yeah. box. You've seen his quality yesterday in that game. But at 24 year old now, um, he'll be looking to play week in, week out. So there'll be a conversation that we'll have to have with the manager and the football club. And he'll be looking for regular game time. So if he's not going to be guaranteed that and um, he wants to go and test his cell maybe in England, then yeah. that might be a. An opportunity for him to do that next season. You played in England. Where would you see him play? Could, could he be in the the Premier League? Um, I, I'm not sure. Um, it, as I say, he's a very good player. Could he go and play at the, the bottom half of the Premier League? Yeah, he probably could. Um, he could definitely go and play top end of the Championship and compete to to get promoted. But as as I said, there he's, he's a very talented player, so he'll be looking to play games now at the AGS. Andy, you played in England as well. What do you think? Is he lower half of? I, I always say I'm 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 never surprised when people are, are attracted to uh, what's on offer in England. It's it's the it's the biggest league. It's the richest league. It's the most competitive league. If you can get a, a gig in the the top flight, I could see him playing for a you know a Burnley, a Sheffield United, mm -hmm. clubs like that who are who are maybe struggling at the at the lower end of the the top flight, but. Um, it's always an option for him. I mean, he's got international experience. Um, he's got a lot of experience yeah. for a, a young lad and he's had to come through that horrible period where, you know, that, that transfer wasn't going to go through initially because there was a, a problem with his knee. But thankfully, he got his full fitness 
and he's shown that he can be a, a very important player for Celtic. So the manager has said he does want to trade some players in January. Who might they be, Andy? We wouldn't know for sure, oh. but I suppose people are not getting a game at yeah. all. Iwata, James McCarthy, yeah. he's, he's still there, isn't he? he is, but he's, yeah. he's disappeared off Kobe, the face sure. of the earth. Kobayashi. Um, Kobayashi. So players like that that uh, aren't really aren't really contributing at all. Mm -hmm. You'd 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 rather make some space for players with um, who are able to make a contribution. Matt O'Reilly, outstanding player in in the league at the moment. Looking at you, yeah, he's been very good. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned the last time I was in that I went down and trained at MK Dons when he was there, and uh, very very talented yeah. player. He was linked to a few clubs then. Um, the way the way he's been this season, he's been terrific and. If he keeps that up, then he could be one that could definitely get a move back down to the, the Premier League of England. Oh, could he be the replacement for Gikamakis? I know it was a while ago when he left, but uh, last season he hasn't been replaced as the alternate yeah. for well, if Kyle goes out, who will be at the Asia Cup. Yeah, and I think the fact that Okamonen scored such an important goal, uh, yeah. there might be an occasion where you actually trust him. Um, whether it's a home or a away game, you might trust him to start the match, give Kyogo a bit of a rest see if he can link up with others around him. The, you know, Celtic play with one up, with two wide. They've got a lot of support from the middle of the park. They've got goal scorers there. They get their full-backs forward. They create a lot of chances. I mean, when you've got, what, 75% possession, as I think Celtic have had in the last uh, couple of games, um, you should be able to get a, a chance or two in the box. And of course, oh, he'll be at the Asian Cup as well. So yeah. will Maida. So there'll be... They will there'll be some bursts there mm. and jerseys to be one. You would expect activity early in January. Yeah, you would do. And uh, I know it's not ideal, but just uh, I know yeah. that Maida will be away, but he's he's a player that can play on either side. He can also play through the middle. He does it with the, with the national team. But if Celtic want to kick on, then um, I, I would imagine they will strengthen quite early in the January window. Joe Hart's in his final year as well. Graham Dorans, what do you feel about the, the big Celtic keeper with 75 England caps? Yeah, he's had an unbelievable career. Um, he's come up here probably at the end of his career and he's, he's uh, running into the last, last year of his deal. So that'll be something that Celtic will have to look at. Um, they'll be looking and bringing in an experienced goalkeeper because that's, um, that's vital for what you want to do. You've seen that at Rangers with Jack Butlin coming in. So um, that'll be something that they might want to address sooner, sooner rather than later. And of course, the name keeps coming up of the Real Madrid keeper. He's not playing at the moment, but Andre Lunin, 24-year-old, but there's interest in him. In yeah, well, well, I mean, Celtic have got uh, Bain, they've got Segrist. Uh, if they're wanting to get rid of one of them or there might be interest in one of them, who knows? But to get another goalkeeper in you the last thing you want to do is leave yourself short should uh, you know a, a, an unbelievable set of circumstances arise where you're you're struggling for a bit of cover Unusual weekend for Celtic Andy it's the first time in a long time they're not in domestic cup competition yeah when you think about it so it's uh, Ross County yeah. on Saturday Ross County on Saturday and uh, speaking to Malky Mackay the other night that's that's them off the back of three away games up at Dundee and then they were in, in Edinburgh, they were at Motherwell, he was talking about doing a thousand miles, mm. given the, the geography of uh, Ross County. But home game mm. against Celtic, Celtic will obviously be favourites, but I liked Ross County's attitude the other night. I mean, they were two down and they were yeah. they should have been dead and buried, but um, Malky Mackay made a, a few changes from the bench. He brought on Jan Dander, who I think is a good player. Mm. He brought on Jordan White, he got the equalising yeah. goal. Simon Murray looked a real handful. He had Eamon Brophy as well. I think he's quite happy with what he has to offer from middle to front. So no doubt they'll get a chance or two against Celtic at the weekend.
they talk about teams, you know, Aberdeen playing in Europe and then fatigue or whatever. But for Ross County, Dingwall, they're on the road almost every week when you play three games in a week. Graham, it must be really tough. Yeah, that's three away games. I mean, they've, they've picked up three draws and um, they'll, they'll be really disappointed with their previous one at Motherwell when they're a couple of goals up when they threw it away and, and yeah. only got a point out of it. Um, but on the on the flip side of that, they're two 0 down against Hibs the other night and they show a bit yep. of determination, get back in the game. But I like Ross County's side. I mean, as you mentioned, there, Brophy and Simon Murray up front, good players. And I like the way Malky McKay tries to play. He's, um, he wants to play out for the back and he wants to play football. So that'll be a tough game for Celtic going up there at the weekend. Certainly will. It's never easy there, is it? Remember a couple of years ago it was the late late show, ninety seven yeah. minutes, Tony Rawson. Tony Rawson, that was a that was a big moment. Uh, there's someone who's got a lot of experience under Ange Postecoglou, yeah. who I thought made him a made him a better player. Yeah. Certainly improved him, but not getting a lot of game time just now. Not even uh, coming off uh, the bench. So uh, who knows? Celtic have got a big squad. They might be able to to make a change or two, but. Remains to be seen whether Ralston's involved. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 Let's go! This time tomorrow night, the Go Radio Football Show, it will be Rob McLean seamlessly taking you through a couple of hours along with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant, who'll be with us tomorrow evening. 0808 17 17 70. If you want to catch up with them ahead of... The League Cup semi-finals, the Viaplay semi-finals. Let's run the rule over the games for this weekend with Andy Walker and Graham Dorans. First up, Hibs against um, Aberdeen. What are you thinking, Graham, for this one? Who is name is on the, the ticket for the final? Yeah, both teams will see it as an opportunity to get to the final. Um, I, I fancy Aberdeen to go and win that. I, mean, I think they've, they've picked up the last couple of weeks a great result for them yesterday again. So, um, I'd fancy them just to edge it and, and get into the final they've been so up and down though haven't they you just don't know who's going to come yeah I think both teams have, have been a bit like that to yeah. be honest um, but I just think Aberdeen are, are clicking a little bit better now so um, again like I mentioned there the, the result for them yesterday will give them confidence going into that game both of them like to attack don't they yeah. Andy and the defences for both are not as strong as you would like I I um... I was interested to see that when I was at a game the other night, Martin Boyle didn't play, he was on the bench, so I think he was rested in preparation for the semi-final. Joe Newell, that you would expect to play. I don't know if there's an issue with the goalkeeper, but I would have expected David Marshall uh, to play from the start. So there's certainly a number of players that were on the bench the other night who could come in uh, for Hibs. But the player I liked was Ellie Ewan. I think he's, yeah. he is really capable of good stuff from, from middle to front. And hi, uh, Yar, Yar Tavares, who scored the second goal, he's another one on the other side who can give you a bit of pace. So I think there'll be a number of changes uh, from Hibs. But like Graham, I'm going to go for Aberdeen just because I saw them last night and I saw an Aberdeen that I would expect to see, you know, really strong, uh, totally controlling the game, scoring goals, making chances not given much away lost lost a couple of goals against Motherwell that will annoy uh, Barry Robson but I thought overall their team performance was terrific how do you rate Majofsky he did so well he just cut through I think like he's a, a really good player I think he's one of the top strikers in mm. the, the league um, and again Aberdeen can can play Duke who was a yeah. sub mm. uh, last night he came on and scored mm. um, you know I, I've always liked his energy 
I've liked his attitude. Um, and uh, Mioski, I think, is a is a player who's capable of a goal on the big occasion. You've already seen him doing it in Europe. And uh, if Aberdeen are going to score, I would put my money on him getting a goal at the weekend. Duke, was that almost his first touch? Wasn't it? was a header? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not the not the tallest no. by any yeah. means, but it was a great ball from uh, Ryan Duncan. Played it in left footed with a lot of pace. But Duke and Miofsky would cause any team uh, a bit of a problem. Nicky Devlin got a goal as well and a double for Jamie McGrath or McGrath. Yeah, yeah. Jamie McGrath spoke to Barry yeah. Robson, who knows himself how important it is to have a goal scoring threat from midfield. So uh, Jamie McGrath is the man that can do it for them, Graham. Yeah, no, I agree. The, the two strikers for them as well are a very talented pair. They can cause anyone problems in their day and, uh, and that's why I, I'm probably just picking Aberdeen. But again, yeah, McGrath gets a couple of goals last night. I watched him, he's timed, he's run into the box very good. Um, he's another player that's progressing very well. Got himself into the, the island set as well internationally. So, um, yeah, it'll be a tough game. I mean, as you mentioned there, Hibs made a couple of changes last night. I think that was more resting players than, yeah. than anything else and realising that this is a, a big game coming up for them. So I'm looking forward to watching it on Saturday. And just a point between them in the league, as you know, Andy Aberdeen got the one point better. Nick Montgomery had a really good start, didn't he? Five games undefeated, then yeah. has uh, lost a game, two games. Um, they're, they're Dr Jekyll, Mr Hyde. They just give away so many daft goals. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think from middle to front there is as good as most teams in the league, they're as good as Aberdeen, they're as good as Hearts, maybe not Celtic and Rangers, but um, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be entertaining, I think if you get two teams on top form, this is one that could go to extra time penalties, I think it's I think it's that tight. 5.15, Hamden on Saturday, and then Sunday Andy, Hearts against Rangers, let's hear a bit from Philippe Clement, he's not talking about the game yet, he was still talking about the game last night and what he felt and a few people have been asking um, you know, the question about the delay to the game and then the fans who bring good things but sadly too many of them brought flares last night. Yeah, that's... Uh, but first of all, he's talking really about the, the atmosphere the of the fans. The fans are supporting the team now, the last two weeks. Um, we feel the energy, we feel if you come in the warm-up and so many people are here and already singing, chanting, supporting the players it helps a lot so keep it by that and not the the dangerous stuff that can stop games and can stop our rhythm so i think uh, all the fans will understand that how big is this game for philippe clement andy it's the he needs to get to a cup final i mean any rangers uh, supporter any rangers fan will tell you that you win trophies and um they haven't really come close apart from steven gerrard's time um and this is a big occasion. They'll be massive favourites against Hearts. And no matter who wins between Hibs and Aberdeen, they'll be massive favourites then. And uh, that's what they have got to handle. Celtic have been utterly dominant in cup competitions for, for so long. And uh, it's up to Rangers to show they, they, they've they got the the ability to handle the big occasion of a semi-final and then even bigger when you get to the final. Yeah, and they mentioned there they have to get to the final. They have to win it. It's as simple as that. They have to win the trophy. Um, Celtic being out and, and Rangers being left in the competition, they need to go on and win a trophy. It's an opportunity to um, the first trophy of the season, build a bit of momentum. Um, it's imperative that they, they go and win it. Um, it's not going to be an easy game. You can see that from the game on Sunday. Hearts are going to make it difficult, but um, in terms of winning trophies at, at Rangers, it's it's a must. So it's a great opportunity. So they have to go and grab it. They talk about the heavy jersey, don't they, at Rangers or Celtic? You know, playing at the top, 
those two institutions and that can be a great thing and a spur for players and sometimes you think it's going to be but it ends up to be just too much yeah it's, it's never going to be easy it's the hardest thing in football to go and win things um, but as I mentioned there Celtic being out Rangers are strong favourites um, Celtic have lifted a lot of trophies in the past few seasons Rangers got, got one when, when Steven Gerrard was a manager but um, it's not enough for the fans they want more so as I keep mentioning there it's, it's the best opportunity they can get with Celtic being out of the competition yeah, this, this is a totally different approach from Rangers now when Clermont come in they, they won heavily against Hibs at home they won in dramatic fashion against Hearts uh, at home they, they won so convincingly last night so he's definitely changed something but it's a big occasion it's Hamden it's a semi-final anything can happen Hearts have got a good goal threat They've got decent defenders. They gave Rangers a bit of a scare uh, recently at Ibrook, so it should be a good game. Lauren Shanklin's been mentioned as somebody who could add to Rangers, the squad, and indeed Celtic. Could you see that happening? Yeah, he's someone that's been linked previously. Um, still 28 years old, mm. so definitely it'd be, it'd be an option that I would look into. Um, whether Hearts will let him go and, and what the price tag would be, then uh, that's the bridge you need to cross when, when you get there. But... In terms of his ability and what he'd bring to Rangers, um, I think if he was in the squad at the minute, he'd probably be your number one striker. But I'm just not sure if he's if he's good enough to cement his place as a number nine and, and take Rangers to the next level and go and win trophies. Don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic player. Mm. I would have him in the squad right now. But I think the reason why he's maybe not had that move yet to Rangers is, is because they're, they're looking for a little bit better. Could he be at Celtic in January, given that they need somebody for Kyogo, who's going to be away anyway? And if there's an injury, or an O is going to be away? I, I don't see him being at Celtic or Rangers. Uh, oh. I like Lawrence, I think he's got great ability, but uh, certainly for Rangers, I, I'm not sure that's the area that uh, Clement will want to, to strengthen immediately. I think he might just uh, see how it pans out between now and the end of the season. I think he'll probably want to strengthen in other areas of the pitch. And uh, with Celtic, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're looking at strikers. I thought they might have had one in for uh, the Champions League. Just a, just someone different. Maybe someone with proven ability. Maybe someone on loan that, uh, you know, from the market down south where Brendan Rodgers knows that, that top flight so well. Daz is on as well asking, is that a statement win for Rangers last night, Andy? Do you think the fact it's five goals, whatever it is? No, it's no. no there's no statement. Uh, a statement, Rangers will make a statement if they win on uh, Sunday and then they, they win the final. That's a statement, they won a trophy. Uh, to win comfortably away from home, you, you should expect that more often than not. And to win comfortably against Hibs at home, uh, that is, that's what you would expect at Ibrox. And also to win in dramatic circumstances. I mean, I played in a team that were renowned for, um, you know, scoring last-minute yeah. winners, mm. and um, there's there's no greater feeling. It's that um, mentality that yeah. you have, even when you're two down. Mm. I, I, you always feel as though you can win. If you're a goal down, you always feel you'll get an equaliser and you'll go on and win, and uh, you just give it right till the the last kick of the ball. That's the mentality that uh, I saw around me and Celtic teammates. I was going to say, jocularly, that we get a penalty. <laughs> but you didn't get many penalties, but I see Celtic have had more penalties, apparently, than others. I read that today. Um, Still early in, in the season. Rangers have had an astonishing amount of penalties in the last uh, little while, but uh, you need to score them. And um, I think you sensed a bit of frustration last night from from uh, Brendan Rodgers, Celtic mm. not scoring enough penalties or missing 
missing too many. He did say that afterwards. They need yeah. to cut that out. Graham. Yeah, there's, there's just yep. something I think when I watch Celtic that's missing, that something's not quite clicking the way they would like it to be. Um, as I touched on earlier, the way that was last season. But um, yeah, they're, they're only going to improve. Um, they've got people coming back for injuries, as do Rangers as well. They've got big players. So it'll be an interesting next few months to see how it pans out. Hatati is a loss though. How big do you feel? Huge yeah. loss. Yeah. We touched on O'Reilly and how good yeah. he's been this season. But um I really like Hatati. He's an intelligent footballer, and he's another one for me that um, could could make the step up and go again. What about Vargas? You saw the goal last night, and for Hearts, looking ahead to the game at the weekend, mm. they needed that, didn't they? Because Livy also were desperate to get a result. But for yeah. Stephen Naismith, um, you look at the facts; it's not been a good start for him. No, it's not, and you can hear some discontent, some uh, you know anger to, towards him. And uh, my goodness, what a statement that would be. If Hearts could win the, yeah. the semi-final, um, that would be remarkable. You're, you've got potentially a, a, an Edinburgh derby in the final if, if Hearts were to win. But uh, I can't see anything else other yep. than a, a Rangers win. I think they've got the better players. I think they're in better form. Mm. And uh, having beaten uh, Hearts so recently in dramatic circumstances, uh, I, I just think they'll have their number. And the new manager, Andy, overall, good start? Yeah, very good start because um, it, it, his message is a good one. You know, and you, you heard a lot of stuff from Michael Beale. Most of it you, most of it was just too much. Mm. Um, and I think him being more experienced, having had Champions League management experience, Europa League management experience, and just being calm and measured and... Um, I, I, I think Rangers were probably about 18 months too late getting a guy like this he's had a bit of sense of humour as well yep. you know with the media when they're asking him things he says oh you'd like to know that I'm not going to tell you I quite like it he's not taking the humph calm you know, and yeah. uh, you know just being very relaxed and that, that's what you want when you're under a lot of pressure yeah I agree with that I mean, I mentioned earlier his mannerisms and stuff are very good um, he's great in interviews and he's, he's open and honest without maybe giving a little bit too much away with which the last manager might have been guilty of, but no, I, I like what I see so far from him. 0808 17, 17 700, good time to call if you want to speak to Graham Dorans or Andy Walker. We're looking forward to the weekend because there's games also in the Championship and in the Premiership. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Andy Walker, Graham Dorans, Paul Cooney. Andy, just looking south of the border there, your old club, the Blades, Sheffield United. Oh, what a tough start. Huge really game. tough. I mean, losing yeah. five at the weekend to Arsenal yeah. a few weeks ago, they lost eight at home to Sheffield United, eh, to Newcastle. Yeah. And they've stuck by them, Paul yeah. Heckingbottom. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because their next two home games are Wolves and Bournemouth. Games that you might yeah. think, maybe more so Bournemouth, but um, if they could beat Wolves at home, beat um, Bournemouth at home, it really does take them up the lead, so I I think that that's that's maybe what they're looking at to for him to get the, his first couple of wins of the season. Graham's such a tough division to get into, but it's the biggest in the world, and it's probably even harder to stay there, isn't it? Yeah, it's where everybody wants yeah. to get to, but for these teams that are coming up, it's it's so so difficult. Um, they obviously lost heavy to Arsenal yep. last weekend, but 
Um, that's not the games that these clubs come up will be concentrating on as Andy mentioned there it'll be the games against Wolves and Bournemouth and, and Burnley's that they'll be looking to take points from and, and try and climb up the league and, and stay in it if they can You keep a close eye on the English game because you spent quite a time there Yes, yeah. I'll watch a lot of it yes, yeah. I'll keep an eye up for the old clubs in there West Brom and Norwich um, both in the Championship at the minute so um, I'd like to see one of them go up which one do you think is more likely to come up? I mean, Norwich have got such a great record. Well, they've both been up and down, haven't they? They're seesaw clubs. Yeah, I think um, probably at the minute West Brom are, are flying a bit higher than, than what Norwich are. They had a great result the other day against Coventry. So um, that's where I had my, my most successful time in England. So if I was picking one out of both of them, I would, I would like to see them get back up. Andy, it's so tough at the bottom, isn't it, for the Lutons and you know you mentioned yeah. Bournemouth, who have done well. I mean, uh, they do so yeah. well in the Championship. They yeah. get up to the top flight. The level of competition takes a huge uh, step. They're maybe they're maybe not quite ready, but um, yeah, I think Sheffield United, if the uh, Paul Heckingbottom's mm. fate, I think will be determined in the next couple of home games. And uh, well, I was going to say at the top, they should be at the top. They're not Man United. Some people ask him, what about Scott McTominay? He's been brilliant for Scotland. He was great for Man United a few weeks ago, some vital goals. It's important that he's in a winning, well, one playing, but playing in a winning Man United. I was sure he was going to go to West Ham in the summer, yeah. and I thought it was a bargain when you think of some of the fees that are being paid, Graham, for, you know, for Declan Rice, uh, for example, 100 million. If uh, Apparently, it was about 30 for, for him to go to. Uh, to West Ham, I thought it, I thought it was a bargain. Yeah, it would have been a bargain. I mean, we we, we touched on it the last time I was on the show and spoke yeah. about Scott McTominay, and he's a fantastic yeah. player. But um, he needs to be in a, a Man United team that that's been successful. But I think that would have been a good move for him to West Ham. I think he would have went there, and he could easily have been the the star player and a star man. But it would have been a bargain. The price they were talking about, yeah, it sure would have been. Andy Robertson, as we know, out injured. That's a big blow for Liverpool, but obviously for Scotland as well. Thank goodness, though, we've qualified, Andy. But we don't want to get into a habit of losing, of stating the obvious. No, not at all. We'll yeah. look forward to the games uh, later this month. That's right, uh, now this it, month, yeah. Uh, later this month, when it all finishes, uh, with Georgia, home at um, Norway. And uh, there's still a slight chance yeah. we could finish top of, the, top of the, the table. That would be really good. But it's the fact we're there. It's the fact that we're regularly winning big games and competing against the big nations. I know that we got a bit of a lesson yeah. against uh, England, Graham, but, um, and we, you know, get beat with France, but they're the teams we want to try and compete against. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's who you want to come up against as a player. You want to come up against the, the best teams and, and compete against them. Uh, and we'll do that when we get to these competitions, but it's been absolutely fantastic to see the last... Um, year or so and, yeah. and how much they've progressed and getting to big tournaments and you touched on there about missing Andy Rollinson for these two games we've already qualified but you want your best players involved every game that you play in for Scotland and he's a chance to go and win the group so hopefully we can do that We're up against Haaland soon as you mentioned um, Was he unlucky Monday night? I think he was unlucky not to win the Ballon d'Or it was given to Lionel Messi and obviously, and what do you feel I about it? I always have this yeah. discussion with my son who talks about it and he, he tells me Haaland's not even the best player in Man City. <laughs> he tells me that Rodri yeah, is the, yeah, yeah. the man that uh, does it. But no, a remarkable return of goals, but I think it was the fact that Messi just lit up the whole World mm. Cup. The story was just uh, truly remarkable. I know he's moved to yeah. uh, the much um, more relaxed uh, MLS, mm. but you can't argue with uh, with Messi the, the the standard is remarkably high no I agree it's a it's a, it's a fairy tale ending to, uh, one of the best careers that we'll ever see so yeah. um, I was pleased for him to get it but 
Yeah, Haaland will be disappointed because yeah. the numbers that he's put up for, for the last year have been incredible, but I would have gave it to Messi. Yeah, he deserves it. And the young player, Jude Bellingham, I don't think anyone oh. would disagree, would they? No, he's not bad, him, is he? He's not <laughs> a bad player. Um, unbelievable, you know, he, he left Birmingham City at, at 15, 16 old and you retired his number and you're thinking, mm. what's going on here? He must be special. Um, and then he goes and moves to Dortmund and the performances he put in, and it's been absolutely incredible. I watched the game against Barcelona last week and he goes and scores two goals and he's... Everything he touches the minute it turns to gold, so incredible, incredible player. His numbers, as they say, phenomenal, aren't they? Yeah. And his maturity yeah. for on and off the park for someone yeah. so young, it's a real tribute to his family. Do you not feel somebody like Marcus Rashford, who's what is he, 26 now? Great player. I'm not saying he's in that league, but he's got a big new bumper contract. He does so much great stuff he did with you know the kids after COVID and you know fighting for the free meals for them. But if you're a Man United fan, you're saying, come on. Concentrating your football, yeah. I think that's what yeah. you want uh, a bit more because I'm not you. I think he's remarkably talented. Mm. He's much better last season, but this season, not really showing it. And uh, it's a great pity. It's one of the reasons why United are struggling. They've got a big player in Rashford who's not performing. What about our own league? What about the young ones coming through? We've mentioned Lennon Miller earlier on, and uh, Luca Rosso got a goal at the weekend for Motherwell. Yeah. It's great, 17 years yeah. old. Well, this is a club that has uh, given so many young players a, a start in a career. See if you can, see if you can handle it. And uh, that's what I love about Motherwell. They're a very warm and uh, welcoming club, which is um, great to see in Scottish football. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's just a, a whole number of uh, young talent that will mm. get an opportunity there. Graham, do you see some good yes, young it's, players? it's great to see young players coming through. As Andy mentioned there, Motherwell were a, a great club for doing it. Um, previously, I think Livingston for, were very good for doing it as well. So um, these boys coming through at 16, 17 year old, it's great for them to get an opportunity, whether it's through an injury or, or whatnot. But um, it's great to see these guys coming through and hopefully it can progress our full game as well because um, the younger they come through, the more experience they'll get and, and hopefully they can gradually come through and, and that'll boost the national when, team When as did well. you start, Graham? I mean, I was nowhere near it at 16. <laughs> well, I left school at 16. It. Yeah, I, I went in full-time at Livingston when I was 16. Were you uh, playing? No, no, I didn't play. I, I went out on loan when I was 17 to Partick Thistle and played six months there and then I came back and made my debut at, um, at Livingston under Richard Goff and Archie Knox. Oh, 17? Yeah. 17 years old, wow. yeah. yeah. I remember when Goff was there. No. You always say that it was too it was too early for you. Uh, Kelly Motherwell this weekend is one of the games. Mentioned some of the young players, Lennon Miller. They did. Motherwell missed them the other week. Kelly as well have got quite a partnership. I'm not saying young players, but Danny Armstrong, Kel Vassell. He's the one, isn't he? Danny yeah. Armstrong, I think, has made a really good impact last season and this. And I think what Motherwell need to be aware of is the fact that uh, Kelly's home form is it's really impressive. Mm. They've already won three games there uh, this season. They haven't won away from home. So when they're on their, their home turf, I know it's plastic and the way that Derek McInnes likes to set his team up, they'll, they'll be favourites for this weekend's game. Who do you expect? Is it going to be? I think Kelly will win it. Kelly going to win it. Uh, Motherwell were yeah. just so poor mm. last night and it'll take a, a big step for them to compete. Even just physically with Kilmarnock who certainly like to, to mix it on their own turf. Yeah, I would fancy Kilmarnock to go and win that um, down at Rugby Park. It's a, it's a tough place to go. Um, they've already beat both sides of the old for them this season. Um, they've got very talented players, like you mentioned there. Armstrong is someone I, I came up against when I was at Dunfermline and um, Kilmarnock were in the league and you could always see he had ability. Um, it was just maybe the, the final decision and that decision-making maybe let him down. But I think this season it's clicked a little bit and 
um, you can see that in his performances. And Ross County Celtic, the other game then this weekend. Graham, what do you reckon? Yeah, we touched on it earlier. Yep. So it's going to be a tough game for, for Celtic going up there, but um, Andy mentioned it, that when you're part of the old firm, you need to be going to these places and, and get comfortable wins. Ross County aren't going to make it easy for them. They'll, they will look to sit in, they'll look to counter, but they've got good players. As I mentioned earlier, they've got Brophy and Simon Murray up front. Mm -hmm. They've got a threat, so Celtic going to be careful with that, but if you're Celtic, you've, you've got to fancy your chances. Scoreline, what do you reckon? 1-1 one, one, hopefully <laughs> What do you really feel? <laughs> I yeah. think I think it will be comfortable with Celtic but um, hopefully they can get a point at Ross County But you think it will be a comfortable win so. for Celtic Here's Brendan Rodgers after the 2-1 win last night Yeah it can be because you can you can panic and we've shown that a number of times this season where you just got to keep that calmness and, and keep that control and it's never easy because you know you, you, you want to get the three points but uh no, I thought the players, their, their spirit, and like I said, in the moments of quality, we could have, you know, we miss, we miss a penalty, we have a chance with Kyogo as well to make the game more comfortable. But um, but in the end, against a, a really good side that are very, very well coached with Stephen, he's, he's done a great job there, uh, made it really difficult for us, but our players found that quality and found that mentality to, to win the game, and uh, I'm, I'm so happy for them. Andy, what do you think? I know you said earlier you thought Celtic would win. I think the yep. pattern of the game will probably be the same as Celtic in the last couple of games where they've enjoyed 75% of the ball. Mm. So when that happens, and I've no doubt Celtic will make a couple of changes with the... Is it the European games next week? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, might make a couple of changes with the European games in mind. And uh, that's when the likes of O, who might get an opportunity to play, that's where you, you've got to take mm. it. And um, yeah, I think... I think Celtic will probably win by a couple of goals. Brendan Rodgers was saying, you know, it's Saturday. It's the early game. Is it on Sky? Yeah. yeah. Yes, so it's it is. the early game. Yeah. So he was saying, could they not move them to, say, Friday? Because they fly out then on Monday, I suppose, because the game in Atletico Madrid is on Tuesday. We hear this every so often, Andy. Could we do more to help Scottish Sh clubs? Brendan should speak to his chairman, speak to his chief executive. Yeah. They're part of the, the set-up. The clubs control most things. Mm. And... Um, if Brendan wants a change, he should bring it up and uh, see if he can get any support with the other clubs. Before we go back to final words on the Cup semi-finals, tomorrow night, huge game, Morton against Dunfermline because uh, the Torn are struggling, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Torn, are they? <laughs> they are indeed. Partick yeah. Thistle, your old club, against Arbroath on Saturday, Ayr against Queen's Park, Dundee United against Inverness and Wraith Rovers, Airdrie. Can anyone catch uh, Dundee United? I suppose the answer is maybe Wraith Rovers. What do you feel about the championship? Um, I think Dundee United will be pretty, com pretty comfortable. I think um, the last time we were in it, they, they ran away with it a little bit and I can see that happen again. But there's certainly teams that, that could have a go and, and catch them. But I just think Dundee United will probably have too much for the rest of them in that league. Jim, good win. It's a different season for him now, isn't it? He's enjoying I think, it. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised when he took United down that he held on to his mm. job but he has shown that he's got a bit of something and they, their uh, consistency has been has been very impressive. I know that they're favourites to win every game, but uh, everyone wants to beat them as well, which brings its own uh, kind of pressure. But 
he's managed to change it around and I, I've got no doubt that they will go on and win that league comfortably you reckon they're going to win it with the strong squad that they've got yeah. final word from Philippe Clement he's got the cup semi-final on Sunday with Hearts and last night was the late late show long delay at uh, Dundee but it ended up 5-0 Rangers uh, I was concerned because I don't know the team well enough mentally uh, I spoke in the dressing room about that whatever happens it, it cannot stop us uh, we need to be focused in all the circumstances and that these weeks are for me also observation period. It's a test also to see how people react individually, how the team reacts as a, as a team and what I expect. And they did a really great job uh, in that way because they started bright directly, although we, we were so long in the bus. And also after the, the second delay when we had to go in, we started bright again. Those are things to, we need to take for the future to, to have this focus, this hunger, this grinta, this concentration, this fire. Every second we're on the pitch. And Graham Dorans, phrases you didn't think you'd hear today is that maybe maybe goal of the night last night came from Sam Lammers. I think definitely goal of the night. Yeah. It was an incredible strike. Touched on it earlier. Hopefully that gave him confidence um, going into the, the weekend's game. But it's another tough game. Um, last weekend, Hearts made it difficult for Rangers. So I think we'll see that again. But I would fancy Rangers to, to, to just edge it. I think we'll, we'll maybe win by a couple of goals. But it's going to be a tough game again. And do you think, final question in the league, Rangers will catch Celtic or what do you feel? They definitely can. I mean, five points is it's a lot to make up but they've still got to, to, to play Celtic um, three times now so there's definitely um, chances to, to, go and win, to go and win it. It's going to be difficult. Can they do it? Yes, I believe they can but it'll depend on which way Celtic goes well. If Rangers will continue to get better but if Celtic continue to get better then it'll be difficult to catch them with the five points but in terms of can they do it? Yes, I, I believe they could, yeah. Andy, December the 30th, shaping up to be a great game. Yeah, it always is. Always yeah. a fabulous occasion when the two go head-to-head. -head. It's it's a good bit away as well after having played in the uh, you know the first game such such a long time ago now. Yeah. But um, I, I still maintain at the start of the season, Celtic had a bigger, stronger, better squad. Um, if Celtic want to choose the option of spending in January, spending heavily, then uh, you know I think they can. That them on from the Etihad <laughs> to see what time you're arriving. Another Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Graham. Thanks for having Pleasure me. Thank, Thank you. you, Andy. Up tomorrow night, remember Rob is here with Barry and Peter Grant at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.